Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. We all have to do a better job, myself included, and it's putting the players in position. Then when, when in position, the players have to make the plays. Tight end Dawson Knox is going to undergo wrist surgery. Mike Danger. You're right, the hits just keep on coming for the Buffalo Bills. Team Bataglia. The team that's still 4-3, and three, but if you're just being honest with yourself, do they really have a talent? Do they have elite talent on this team? We have a trade to announce. I took San Francisco. Yeah! Vikings beat the Niners! They're taking us higher, so we'll take it. For the first time since 2011, the Rangers are going to the World Series. The NLCS, the Philadelphia Phillies, will play in their very first Game 7 in wow. franchise history. Game 1 of the World Series is Friday in Arlington, no matter who wins tonight. Oh, thank God the NBA season's back, because that's exactly what I need. I'm excited, can't wait to get going. 3-1, Canadians win it. Buffalo is right back at it against Ottawa. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Uh, normally, I am excited to come into the sports bar. Normally, I, I'm enthusiastic about being in the sports bar. This afternoon is not one of those days. I'm going to stand across from a guy for the next three hours who's just going to silently gloat, just judge, do everything in his power to say everything except the words, I told you so. They're not going to come out of his mouth, but everything just short of that is going to come out of Gino's mouth. You see, this is, this is just how passionate this man is about his survive and advance football picks and how, how much he just wants to say the words, I told you so, after our paths diverged last week. And with last night's loss, the San Francisco 49ers have eliminated me from Survivor Football for the 2023 season. I don't want to hear about your buyback in pools. I'm not interested. I'm done. One one pick, one pool, one entry. I'm out. I'm out. Gene, however, has survived. And there he is. No, no I feel like just, I'm walking on eggshells here, buddy. Like, all right, all right, I'm not smirking. I'm just... Listen, we're we're Just winning here. We're helping our sufferable gene over the, there. No silently judging. No insufferable. I have people reaching out to me uh, directly, like Brittany, who was like, "Hey, uh, what's the pick going to be this week?" I'm uh-huh. like, "We got to wait till 4:25 uh-huh. today." Uh-huh. Um, I want everybody to know, though, when I came into the office, Mike Danger, this was his plan. Your plan was moving forward to continue the surviving advance, but it would be actually. Me losing and then you taking over when, as me and delivering it right, as me. Right. When our so, when our paths diverged this week, in my head, I'm like, you know what? If one of us loses, it's probably fine. It'll be good for the show. No big deal. You know, but if Gene loses and I win, 
Well, then for the rest of the season, I will be doing the survive and advance picks, but I will doing that be doing them as Gene Battaglia. So I will I will give the pick with as much enthusiasm and bravado as you do, and then I'll probably sing at the end with a song that is themed to the pick that I you know I don't know who we're picking yet. We'll find out here in Ooh. in about an hour or so. I don't know if you have a song queued up or ready to go, but I, that's what my plan was going to be. No, that comes straight from the heart. Like it's it's completely whatever pours out of me, and now it gets really really difficult, does it not? So, uh, look, you can listen to my advice. You cannot listen to my advice, but what you should do is just. We've got rules. Rules for picking the winner in your survivor pool. Rule number one: no road teams, no divisional games. Hedgers are losers. One pool, one pick. No savers. Gene Battaglia. No savers. Savers are losers. Avoid taking a team playing at home for the second consecutive week. No shame in picking against a bad team. You, you no o- kill shot. You skipped over a very important one. Bad defenses are bad. Players. Bad defenses, bad plays. No kill shot. Don't override logic. Don't take an outlier game praying that the majority of your pool will get knocked out. No one wins your pool in week eight. Anyways. I was that, ready. I was ready. I was going to sing that, my song. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. Is that how I sound? I wasn't very good. Oh. I thought it sounded fantastic. <laughs> there would have been great radio for the remainder of the show. I thought the Niners are going to pull that out. I'm like, oh, this is your typical Viking game. They're going to keep it closed. I then, thought yeah. after the game, <laughs> how quickly is Kyle Shanahan on the blower trying to get Kirk Cousins in a trade? Because Brock Purdy, with two chances to take the lead through picks, both of those, and you saw Shanahan's reaction, very unpresidential of Mike Shanahan, or I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan, to be uh, as animated as he was there on the side, just frustrated. Like his quarterback just didn't make the throws he needed to make. And... I think Brock Purdy's nice. I think he's a good player, but he also needs to, you know, Shanahan has done a good job of keeping Purdy within the parameters of his skill set. Don't ask him to do more than he's capable of doing. And when you get down in that hole and you need him to make the throws downfield or find the open guy downfield, he struggles a little bit. It happened last week. It happened again last night. And look, Minnesota, they had some nice things happen to them last night, like Jordan Addison. What a man's play that was. Addison is nice. Don't you think that was the player that the Bills were kind of looking at if they were going to go wide receiver? I know that that was the pick a lot of Bills fans were upset when Addison came off you the board. you imagine if Addison was the guy that was in the slot? Well, I actually, now that I think about it, what, what would we have if Addison was in the slot? They probably wouldn't be using him where he's best intended. They'd probably <laughs> be finding a way to you know, work him in more as a blocker. Well, you know, what, what about this regime makes you believe that they're actually going to do what is intended, what puts the player in the best position possible to win, especially after he is acquired? Um, with all of that being said, as we transition to some Bills talk, you are in the sports bar, and we appreciate you stopping by here. Uh, if you're listening locally at 95.7 FM and AM 950, you can hear us in the free-to-download Odyssey app where we sound our best. You can watch the video stream at the Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch. Make sure you like and subscribe while you're there, and we're even on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. We do have some Bills, Bills news to get to this afternoon. First, here's what's on tap 
at Three Heads Brewing. Mexican dark lager. Enjoy this traditional Vienna-style lager. Enjoyed south and north of the border. Get yours at Three Heads Brewing, Atlantic Avenue, the neighbor of the arts. Today, we will talk some Buffalo Bills later this hour when we're joined, as we are every Tuesday afternoon at 325, by Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post-Standard. Yeah, so the Bills, it's not your typical Tuesday, so hopefully this times out okay because there are some Bills still at the podium right now. Uh, Matt Perino always joins us uh, on a Tuesday just to kind of give us the lowdown, but it's an accelerated week with the game coming up on Thursday night. Uh, We've got some injury notes to get over, and we've got uh, hmm, some uh, news from the front office that I think is our headline story coming out of Buffalo today. We'll talk about that with Matt Perino coming up here, hopefully at the bottom of the hour. And for his usual Tuesday afternoon visit, we'll check in on the state of the Rochester Americans with head coach Seth Appert, who joins us at 425. You know, they took one of two uh, up in Laval, but the second one, eight goals, so a little leaky there on Friday night, but they've been off since then, which is kind of odd. Now Charlotte coming in Wednesday, Laval coming in Friday, so they're back on home ice for you to check out. Uh, So we'll talk some hockey with the head coach of the Rochester Americans, Seth Appert, in the 4 o'clock hour. We'll have our usual fare as well a round of shots coming up during happy hour after five o'clock we have some takes on tap with i'll drink to that we've got a game seven in the nlcs tonight we've got all 32 nhl teams in action tonight including the buffalo sabers oh and we have nba and oh by the way the nba is <laughs> like wait a second that's tonight yep. oh cool you can uh, pull up a stool and join us here in the sports bar on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line at 866-4FAN. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub, the new location, 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. GoodSmokeBBQ.com. All right, so we are now uh, officially a week away from the NFL's trade deadline. It's a week from today, 4 o'clock. Halloween. Good stuff. Will there be a treat? Sorry to go for the pun there, but like, like for the Buffalo Bills, you're thinking, oh, wait a second. Deion Dawkins today restructuring his contract, first reported by Phil Yates, that is going to free up $3.9 million in space. Look, that's not a game changer per se. You're not bringing in an Avante Adams with just $3.9 million, but maybe this goes and helps you get a good piece. Yeah, then you had John Waro just about 20 minutes ago saying, hey, sorry, I don't mean to be a party pooper, but that was done because the Buffalo Bills actually need to free up space with perhaps a pending IR assignment here for Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox still on the 53. Well, that might be true that the Bills still need a little room. I'm sorry, like the replacement for Knox or whoever you put up, that's minimum wage. This, I think both can be true here that, okay, if the Bills are going to actually go try to get something at the deadline. You need to do something today. They were uh, operating before this move at under $1 million in cap space. So at minimum here, you've got a little bit of breathing room with that $3.9 million in cap space uh, in the restructured Dawkins deal. Um, Dawkins here, by the way, signed through next season. His deal has void years tacked onto the back just to spread that cap hit out over a longer period of time as the Bills kick the can down the road here with the restructure for Deion Dawkins. And a little bit of relief on the salary cap here with three point nine million in new cap space. Yeah, salary cap is a myth here. At some point, it'll be ugly, but for now, um, I mean, what should the expectation be for one week from today? That's a that's a good question. We'll put to Matt Perino because listen, I hear you. Like the offense right now could use a wide receiver. I understand that corner two right now it's a little sketchy. Um, you could use a little more depth there if there's a corner. Beginning to wonder, though, 
if Sean McDermott is the guy calling the shots and he knows what good linebacking play is all about, is he happy with what the Bills currently have on their roster? Who are you getting? I mean, like, I, with with that little amount of space to deal with, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a party pooper. I love the conversation. I love dissecting and trying to come up with names and, and you know, we, we shoot for the moon, right? Yes. You mentioned Devonte Adams, bring in Derek Henry. Give me, give me Deandre Hopkins. Give me, give me the big names that, you know, we want, like if they're doing anything, it's going to be small time. It's going to be similar to what they did last year. Nine minds, like knew who he was. And then you bring him in and it's minimal and it doesn't cost you anything. And Oh, by the way, <laughs> right now, with the roster being what it is, wouldn't you love to have a guy like Zach Moss at your disposal? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that is going to be a trade. Uh, I was going to say that for other drink to that, but fun fact, Moss is second in rushing. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, and he wouldn't be if he wasn't Buffalo. Correct. That but, is absolutely correct. But with the right opportunity and dare I say, coaching a, an amount of trust yeah. a little bit of trust in the player that you acquired the player that you drafted the player that you traded for it's going to be challenging because i think that there are trust issues i think that this coaching staff this regime they like their guys not that you can't bring an outsider in and have them contribute it's just a process you hear them say it all the time process Trust the pro. It's a process to gain that trust, and every good relationship is built on a foundation of trust. And Sean McDermott doesn't seem like the kind of guy that trusts just anybody. He has a type. He has a type. So I don't know if that person is out there and exists for the Bills to trade for before next Tuesday's trade deadline. But danger. It's not even like trade. You could do something as simple as. There's this linebacker that we liked in the draft, but we couldn't get. But he's on somebody's practice squad right sure. now. I mean, honestly. Like, those are the moves that I expect. Yeah, and, and those are the moves that can actually help. If Balen Specter has a hurt hamstring, then what Like, what are we doing here? I mean, I don't mean to sound cruel, but that would sound like injury settlement. Let's move on and get somebody who's healthy. I mean, like uh, that. those are the types of moves that I would expect and actually might actually help this team. Well, um, the big splash trade, I think, is a bit far fetched, but maybe it is a move. Maybe it is a, a you know player off of a practice squad that you're able to pluck, and you can start to develop. And hopefully, maybe they can be something for you in the coming weeks and months. But um, for for somebody to come in immediately make an impact, I think that's not how this team operates. They've never really operated that way. And even if they were to bring in the big splash player, the big name player. What makes you think they would actually use that player in the way that it is intended, the way that that player you know, is able to shine and showcase their strengths? It doesn't happen often with this team. Well, I would say not player. I would just say the entire offense because what I'm observing right now, and I want to talk to Matt about this, this idea that Sean McDermott, the defensive coordinator, is putting more importance on short passing and the 12-play, nine-minute drive that can get his defense a little bit more rest. You have enough talent on that defensive side of the ball. But uh, to me, this Bill's offense, it's not a player. It's the whole thing has been neutered here uh, by play calling, by what they're drilling into Josh Allen. And this is going to be kind of a problem. 
So I, I, until the Bills actually come out and say, you know what, let's let her rip. There was uh, the, there was a tweet that was put out by one of our regulars, Nate Geary, from uh, the Buffalo Bills radio network, and it was it was one of those uh, tweets that when you read it, it it wants to make your head you, your head wants to explode, and it was about what the Bills did on on second and less than five, I want to say, throughout the course of the game on. Uh, uh, on Sunday, and I'm I'm looking for the specific tweet because I don't want to misquote Nate because he, I think he did a really good job of laying it out after after he um, went back and watched the game film. The point of it was there wasn't a lot of creativity on second and short. It was a run play every time, and while you converted on I want to say five of six of those opportunities through the run game. You didn't take any shots downfield that you would traditionally see a team try to do when you have second and short, knowing that if you miss that that long shot downfield, third and short is still makeable. Um, and again, I wonder how much of that is about Sean McDermott's complimentary football because an incompletion stops the clock, but you get that run game churning on second and short. Well, that, that clock keeps churning. You get your long sustained drive and you're in good shape. So that is, that was, that was something when I saw it, I'm like, aha. All right, here, here it is. Boy, this is some, you found it faster than I did. God, I suck at the internet today. This is bad. (laughs) Hey, uh, Gene found it quicker than I did. Damn it. Dr. Rick, everything's going to be okay. (laughs) Nate Geary, every second and four or less in the final two drives. There it is. When you're in catch-up mode, you're going to laugh. Second and four, James Cook run. Second and two, James Cook run. Second and three, James Cook run. Second and four, how about a James Cook run? Yeah. Second and two, you guessed it, James Cook run. Second and four, a freaking James Cook run! Yes. Did you see this, or is this the first time you're seeing it? No, people told me about this. Yes. This is like, are you kidding? Yes. Yes. Now, this is the NFL where you're <laughs> supposed to be not predictable. All right, right. But I, again, I'm wondering how much of this is Dorsey's lack of creativity and how much of this is McDermott and Dorsey's head saying, need that clock running, need long sustained That drops, is the ladder. Complimentary football. <laughs> again, you're trying, like, the con- that, that is the button pusher. Boy, con- I wonder if I have McDermott. It is. Tuesday is normally not the day we do McDermott McLeys. But he spoke today. We, he did speak today. And I wonder if, if we have any complimentary football to talk about today from McDermott's press conference. Well, I'm sure Baker Mayfield is like an all pro that you're going to be like worried about. Right? Um, you know, enjoyed the time we spent with him. And uh, obviously went uh, first overall. Um, and, and um, you know, he was... Had a great career in college, and and uh, you know he plays with a lot of energy, and, and seems like a good leader. I've never, obviously, been on a team with him, but uh, seems like a good leader. No kidding, you've never been on a team with him. Wow. Let, let me. There I was. Miss, you know what? I, I I missed one right at the beginning. Um, you know, enjoyed the time we spent with him, and uh, obviously went uh, first overall. Um, and and um, you know he's had a great career in college, and and uh, you know he plays with a lot of energy, and and seems like a good leader. I've never. Obviously, been on a team with him, but uh, seems like a good leader. Yeah, 
that's uh, that's next level. Those, those aren't McLeys. It's like I'm just going to state things that are obvious. And I think he went his, first overall. Yeah, I, like for right, my yeah, man. he had a good career in college. Yeah. What's his name? I think uh, Baker or something. Baker something. I can't yeah, remember. The only thing he left out was look. He made funnier insurance commercials. When yeah, he was yeah. Completely I out. think I saw him on TV once or twice. Hawking commercials while he was in Cleveland. He was in Cleveland, right? I think he was in Cleveland. Um, but but it is that it is right. That's McDermott influencing the play calling. That's McDermott insisting that the drives eat up clock. When you hear McDermott complimentary football and you want to question Ken Dorsey, I would just say starts at the top. It always starts at the top. And and for people to singular to singularly blame Ken Dorsey for any shortcomings of this Bills offense. I think he's just short-sighted. I don't think that you're looking at the the big picture, the whole thing. Dorsey, in his second year as offensive coordinator, still has a pretty good offense at his disposal, and the team is averaging, what what are they, like top three in points per game, something like that? I know that game by game matters. I know that you want to to score more points than your opponent in any given game. I'm stating the obvious here, but, but that's still impressive. That's still a guy who... I think has pretty good command of the offense, but much like Josh Allen, and we talked about this yesterday, much like Josh Allen has voices in his head. I'm sure that Ken Dorsey also has voices in his head and the voice is saying complimentary football. It's a loser mentality. And here's why in danger. You and I have called high school games. I've called Fisher for how many years and we followed the NFL. So it comes from this place that at every single level of football, when you're facing an offense, that you know is better than yours. What do you say all the time? Well, let's take the air out of the ball. Let's shorten the game. That's true at every single level of football. And you know when you shouldn't do that? When you yourself have that offense, you shouldn't want to be shortening the game. Well, you well, should want to be putting your foot to the pedal. What if? What if the goal is to keep your defense and its shortcomings on the sideline more? <laughs> Like, we're going to shorten the game by keeping our defense. It's not your, honestly, Danger, show me the defenses that have won the Super Bowl over the past few years, and I'll show you the same exact thing, that they had flaws to. In fact, the 13-second game, you were picking on a terrible corner. That's why Gabe Davis had a career day that day. Mm. I mean, every team. I'm getting so mad the camera just fell over. You got to stop banging the, the counter there, Gene. So angry and animated. Gene Battaglia in the sports bar, everybody. Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post-Stand are going to join us next. All right, so we'll we'll pick this apart a little bit more and get Perino's thoughts. We know that the team is winding up their, um, their abbreviated week of practice this week. There's a weird shortened week with the Bills playing Thursday night against Tampa Bay. Uh, let's talk about that injury report. We're going to see Ed Oliver. We're going to see... Von Miller, what does that look like on Thursday? Matt Perino has the latest for us from One Bills Drive. On the way next here in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Get ready to start the NFL week off right on Thursday. Right now, all customers getting no sweat same game parlay for Thursday night football on FanDuel Sportsbook. Mike Danger for FanDuel, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Just place a three-leg same game parlay on this week's game between the Bucks and Bills. 
and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mike so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Bills left tackle Deion Dawkins restructuring his contract today. That's going to free up about $3.9 million in space. This is first reported by Field Yates. Head coach Sean McDermott says playing at home helps. Hey, this is this is a great opportunity for us, and we, we approach it with great energy, and we look forward to playing at home where we played well this year and, and uh, in front of our fans. So it's uh, to me, it's a great opportunity. Um, it's going to be great weather like it is today, and um, no better time in Western New York than, than this Thursday night. Yeah, it is a short week. Limited today, Von Miller, Ed Oliver, and Jordan Phillips. Bail Inspector Quentin Morris. And Dawson Knox, all did not practice. Mac Perino, Syracuse Boat Standard, will join us next year in the sports bar. we got Sabres hockey tonight, 645 for the puck drop in Ottawa. It's expected Uka Pekalukinen will start in goal. Game 7 NLCS tonight as well, Arizona and Philadelphia. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326 The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester Yeah, it is a it is a fine line there um, for any young player and um, you know, they're going to make mistakes uh, so it's a chance to reset uh, watch a little bit and bring them along the right way um, and so it's it's a 
go out there, experience it, um, come back in uh, to the dock. We'll reset you in and put some more gas in the tank, go back out, see how it goes. Uh, kind of that type of uh, that type of cadence right now. Do you anticipate him starting again this week? Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes today. And uh, it's a short week, and we've got some, some veteran players there as well. And I thought T. Dodd did some good things. Here's Sean McDermott. Talking about rookie linebacker Dorian Williams, just one of the topics we're going to touch on with Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard. Gracious with his time on a on a short week here for the Buffalo Bills as they get ready to host uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. Uh, let's start with the uh, the big news of the day, Matt, the restructuring of Deion Dawkins, a little bit of cap space, and now the, the, the speculation as to whether or not that means the Bills might actually be in play for a player here before next week's trade deadline. How are you today, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, you know, we're just kind of ready to move on here. Game in uh, 48 hours. Uh, you know, the trip to New England there, Matt. Um, before we look to trade deadline, what do you got to do against the box or whatever? How did that happen? I mean, a loaded question, but, uh, you know, I, I suppose it is the NFL, but are, are you pinning this more on the Bills here and maybe just not being prepared as they should? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think that there's a bunch of things that kind of go into a game like that. And, you know, there's the ghost of games past, these immediate last couple of weeks where they just haven't operated efficiently early in games. And the first sign of adversity you know, they weren't able to respond. They couldn't really figure it out until later in the game. Now, to Sean's point, yesterday, there was, if you go back and watch that game, there was a lot of good that the offense did, mostly late, but even in the first half, had a, you know, a play or two happen differently and they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. They probably, uh, probably end up going and scoring more points in that first half. Maybe it turns into a different game. But I also, like, I think it's got to be a mentality switch. Like, I put it out there on social media after the game that I think they need to be a little bit more aggressive and lean into now the side of the ball that's not only healthy, but better. Even when both groups were 100% whole, I still think you can make the argument that the Bills' offense is better than the Bills' defense. And it's almost like they play – the way they approach games flies in the face of that logic. And they they almost feel like a defensive-minded team. And I get it. It's a defensive-minded coach, but – He's always talked about like wanting to score points and not losing their fastball. And when you defer, you know, it, when you're trying to find some momentum for your offense to go get the ball in the second half, I get the analytical considerations and what you're trying to do there, but have some faith in your offense, give them the ball to come out, script up the first drive, make a bunch of plays. And I, I think this, it's too complicated. They made it too complicated. And now they're trying to get it a little bit more simplistic. And Gabe Davis has talked about it. Diggs and Dorsey have talked about it. We'll see if they can execute that uh, on a short week against a good Bucks defense. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, our guest here. So the news today about Deion Dawkins uh, restructuring his contract. Field Yates had at first $3.9 million. Matt, where, where do you come down on this? Was this just because of the Knox injury, or does this open the window ever so slightly that maybe the Bills could be in play for something here as the trade deadline one week from today? I mean, I think it's. I think they're going to be in play no matter what, um, and I think that this was always an easy lever to pull in season. Dawkins is a guy that no matter what, where you see him long term, I do think, think they see him in Buffalo, whether it's a tackle, maybe eventually moving him in, inside the guard. So. 
you know, moving that contract around and, and pushing some money down the road with him, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, it, it's going to come down to the dollars and cents of it all. Like they, I think they're sitting at around 5 million in cap space. It's nothing crazy. Uh, but I think if you, if you maneuver around a deal and, and the team that you're trading with is willing to eat some of that contract, uh, whoever it ends up being. And, and listen, there's a lot of needs. We could talk. I, I put it out on Twitter about like uh, Derek Henry. And I wasn't watching him, man. Like he looks still like that guy. And I think that part of the problem with the Bills run game is that they've tried all these different versions of players. And I think what they need is like a bona fide stud running back to really unlock that thing. We've, see, we've seen what it's meant for the 49ers. And the Bills were poking around at Christian McCaffrey last year. So it wouldn't surprise me on a, on a one-year kind of window to go get, you know, Derrick Henry, who probably wants to make one more run uh, at, a, at a Super Bowl. He's got a lot of experience. He's been a hard-nosed kind of player for a long time. It feels like the Bills brand of guy that they would go out and try to bring in. Or you can go the DeAndre Hopkins route. Uh, I was a little bit lukewarm on that at first, but after digging into it a little bit, I think he could still play. And Gabe Davis has been a little bit of a disappointment now as we're getting into the eighth week of the season. Like, it's been too up and down. And I thought there was going to be a little bit more consistency. There were some good moments early on. But maybe the key ingredient for this offense, unlocking it truly back to what it was in 2020, is to find a way to put Gabe in that third receiver role instead where he flourished and let somebody else come in here and be the sidekick to, to Diggs. And that's what Hopkins would be. Then you look at the defense, it's like, all right, well, can you get a defensive lineman? Can you get a defensive tackle? I don't know. There's not a ton of options there. Uh, and the cost for the really good ones, you know, I've, I've seen people throwing around Jeffrey Simmons as an idea. Well, that is a franchise-altering contract that you have to kind of add to the books, and they just extended at Oliver. You know, who's giving off-the-ball linebackers away that are really worth, their, uh, worth what they're getting paid? And then maybe a corner could be in play as well. But to me... You can add any one of those defensive positions, and I don't know if it'll mean as much as maybe an offensive addition, uh, especially with this idea that they're going to simplify things. Maybe you get somebody in here and just say, go out there and play backyard football. Let's see if we can get this offset offense going. Speaking of backyard football, one of the things we talked about yesterday is that Josh Allen might just have too many cooks in his kitchen right now. Too many people, too many voices in his head saying, Josh, pr protect yourself. Self-preservation is everything. Don't run if you don't need to run. Make the pass, stay in the pocket, etc., etc. And and it's one of the things that I think limits this offense. I think the idea that Josh Allen is the dual threat that he's been throughout his career keeps defenses on their heels and, and it continues to advance, you know, when something breaks down, Josh has been great at improvising, but now that's been taken away from him. He's been sort of neutered. Are we hearing this week? Because it sounds like we're hearing this week, and I think he the quote was somewhere along the lines of, maybe I should just go out there and ball, or something like along those lines. Do you think Josh Allen is getting the restrictor plate taking off, taken off of him here uh, down the road? There's an internal struggle happening with Josh Allen. That's my observation. There is this guy that is, when he's in his true form is so fun to watch. And I think he energizes his team and he, there's some highs, there's some lows and he's trying to like, um, tame that part of his, uh, psyche. And Von Miller said last week, there is no taming Josh Allen. He's like a wild Mustang. You can't, you can't tame that. But at the same time, he did have a very poignant quote today. And he said, 
running as a quarterback over time isn't a sustainable model. And so there's a level of understanding that he has to evolve. I almost wonder, guys, if this isn't just Josh Allen and the Bills trying to convince the league that the version of a player that he's been in years past is gone, and they pull the wool over all their eyes and then unleash him late in December into the playoffs. Because to me, that was the, the problem last year. It was like They didn't have a pivot point in December and January when teams seemed to figure them out. I think they're trying to set this, whatever this version of their offense is, so that teams plan for that later in the season, then have to pivot when the Bills go back to what they were before. But there's, I mean, maybe there's an argument to be made that that's a dangerous game to play because if you're, uh, you know, maybe you can't get bully back to that if it's not something that, you know, is truly your identity. And we've seen games in the past where, they remember the Jacksonville game where they had to completely reinvent things after it seemed like things were falling apart. So I don't know. I, I think they had a lot of questions to answer going into the off season and the way that they've come out and how little he's looked to run. Like it's definitely like a, a concerted effort that's been made. And, you know, I know fans are a little bit frustrated with the, you know, the comments from Sean McDermott about like, he's doing everything he can to make sure that the offense, defense and special teams are doing what he wants. And he's been a very, he bangs that complimentary football drum and that uh. run football drum. And I know that's your favorite thing to hear and talk about on this, this, this program. But um, you wonder how much of this, this new version of Josh isn't just the identity of the head coach. I want to go back to something that you said, and, and it was something that they said to Josh Allen and now something that Josh Allen is parroting and that, that parroting and that, that is that uh, a quarterback running like that isn't a sustainable way to have a long career somewhere along those lines. I, I kind of want to push back on that a little bit because if you watch football the way I was watching it on Sunday, you, you followed up the Bills' loss by watching Patrick Mahomes scrambling all over the place, improvising, right. gaining first downs, getting out of bounds, and not taking those hits, not absorbing that punishment. Lamar Jackson doing similarly. Jalen Hurts out there, you know, taking some hits, finishing the game, getting the win. Is that true? Do you believe that, Matt? In your opinion, is, is that an unsustainable way for a quarterback to play in today's NFL? No, and that's why I, I don't truly feel like that's what I'm ta- that's what I'm like leaning towards. Like I don't think this is really who they're going to be. I, I think that they're just trying to find uh, you know, a baseline level where they can operate without that just to see what it looks like. Because I don't even think but Josh Allen is like this happy go lucky, like I love football, like when he gets out there, some of the, you know, jumping over guys, like you can't take that out of your game. Like that to me, that this just feels a little bit weird. And to your point, there's a way, there's a happy medium to live in that world and not put your body at risk the way that he has at times. And, you know, maybe it's something that maybe, that, maybe he gets into games and he, if he goes and he is, he's running and it, it's just like a subconscious thing where his brain turns off and he just goes into full fullback mode. And, um, and they're trying to mitigate that. I don't know. Only Josh Allen knows, but man, there was, Today was a, like the strangest press conference. I mean, Josh, you know, the big, the big narrative or the big theme of the day was the, the Bills just not looking like they're having a lot of fun. And, you know, Stefan Diggs said that, you know, part of that is probably because, you know, they haven't been scoring in the first half. And when they're scoring touchdowns, you'll see the fun. And uh, Josh Allen talking about finding like a, a low mental state to keep himself low so he doesn't get too high, but maybe he's got to be a little bit higher 
for his teammates. It's like, man, there's a lot of next level <laughs> stuff going on here psychologically um, that you wonder how much, like if this isn't all just some overthinking and, and making it more than it is, because when they've been at their best, I feel like over the you know, last couple of years, it's been when they've just been themselves. Yeah, or maybe you've dropped two or three here, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, if Houston beats Carolina, guess what? You're falling out of the playoff picture. We don't say uh, in the hunt, our graphic says farting around. We could get back the next week, and the Bills could be farting around at four and four, Matt. So um, you don't want to call a week eight game must win. But with all that being said, I mean, considering also what's coming up on the schedule, Matt, you got to get this game Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the danger zone. I mean, the panic button has been a uh, popular topic the last couple of days, but that thing will truly be pushed if they lose this week, and I'm picking them to lose this week. It, there's too much weird stuff going on with this team right now. I, I got to see them bounce back. I got to see it's been three straight games of just strange. Like, And it started in London, I get, like, I, even at the time, I wasn't overly comfortable with the whole idea that they're exhausted and that's going to completely, you know, cast a shadow on that game, but they've not gotten out of the whatever kind of jet lag they have had because they've not looked like the same team. And it's funny because we've also spent a lot of time the last couple of days talking to Sean, Ken, and Josh about, or no, Diggs, excuse me today, about why the Bills are so good when they go up tempo and if that's something that they should lean into more uh, at the start of games. And I think there might be, they haven't, nobody said this, but I wonder how much they haven't leaned into that early in games because you go up tempo and you, you have quick drives and then that puts the defense on the field and maybe playing that kind of game, a little bit of worry about getting into a shootout now with this, how many injuries they had without Ed Oliver last week. I don't know the, the complete philosophy or mindset there, but man, it's, it's an area when they go up speed, no up tempo with no huddle and Josh Allen can kind of just see everything at the line of scrimmage and they don't have to rush. Didn't it seem like guys like, I gotta go back and watch it. It's been a whirlwind of a couple of days here, but it felt like the play calls were getting in super late last week, and then they were in a rush to kind of diagnose stuff free, like pre-snap. And then when they finally went up tempo, that's when it kind of changed because he gets a chance to kind of put the defense on its heels instead of I feel like overthinking things pre-snap. Matt, um, we started by playing a bite from Sean McDermott talking about linebacker Dorian Williams. You know, he's been kind of a yo-yo in this lineup since Matt Milano's injury. We've seen him. We've seen him get pulled in, in favor of Tyrell Dodson. We've seen him again. We've seen him get pulled in favor of Tyrell Dodson. Uh, what what sense do you have as far as where the rookie is mentally and, and whether or not this is going to continue through the course of the season? I wonder what it does for his confidence. And I also wonder, you know, what it takes to finally have your head coach trust you when you're out there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably going to take one really bad Tyrell Dobson performance once they do this. I mean, that's that's in there. That's that's possible. We've seen it in the past. Um, so, I, I don't think it's a huge problem with Dorian Williams. I mean, he's already played considerably more than Terrell Bernard did last year, and the, one of the things Bobby Babich mentioned about Bernard was how important that first year offseason was, where you didn't have to worry about the draft cycle you can kind of recalibrate really understand the defense i mean the problem for dorian williams is he's going out there and trying to play fast but i think he you know probably doesn't really understand fully uh all the parts of what he what his responsibilities are and you know matt milano he 
he, he played a very important role in this defense. And uh, I think filling in for that as a rookie who doesn't have any uh, snaps and you're like going into this thing, uh, especially like after not getting a lot of play and practice for a couple of weeks, uh, it, it's a tough spot to be in. So I'm not worried about Dorian Williams. There's been some good that you've seen. And I think it's just, okay, you have a veteran in Dotson who really can be a solidifying force in some of these games. I understand the idea of flipping to him and they've, they never shot away from that in the past. They've done the, you know, rotation. They did it with Elam. They did it with Cody Ford back in the day. Like they, they, they have no problem doing that. And so I, I wouldn't imagine it, it will stop. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard. You retweeted something that, my goodness, this is like sports talk fodder. If this would ever happen, I can't even imagine. But the idea to help this Buffalo Bills offense that needs a tight end right now and maybe a tight end that can actually help them uh, when the games really get important. Do, do we know Rob Gronkowski would, might actually come back to the NFL if the Buffalo Bills picked up the phone or anybody else for that matter, Matt? I don't know that, but I do think that Brandon Bean should pick up the phone and check in and see. I, I, it's never felt like, even though he said he's done a couple times, like he said that before when he retired, it's like, I think that itch probably comes up every once in a while. And I do think there was something floating around. I can't remember if it was Jay Glazer or something. I probably shouldn't even mention it because I, I can't, uh, I, I don't have it at hand, but if it doesn't feel like the door is completely closed, let's just say that, right? Like from the way that he's talked over the years. And I know he's mentioned a couple of times that he wants the, he's only going to play with Brady, but you know, they were, he was pretty close with the Bills a couple of years ago before ultimately going back to Tampa when Tom was going to go there. I just think there's a couple of things to play here. Number one, everybody's like responded to me quote tweeting that and saying, oh, well, Rob Gronkowski, have you seen what shape he's in? He can't, I'm not suggesting they're going to sign Rob Gronkowski and going to come in here and play 80% of the snaps. <laughs> Dalton Cade's the guy. Like, I, I think what Rob Gronkowski could be is potentially a mentor for Dalton Kincaid to come in here and kind of bring some championship swagger to this offense. And I think we've talked so much about Josh Allen and his mindset and he was talking about his body language. He talked a lot about his body language the last couple of weeks on the sideline. Like what better way to calm things down than to bring in the, the old school party boy that has all of those years with Tom Brady and everything that he uh, accomplished with him and to bring that experience into this huddle. And I don't know, I think that could be valuable. It was just off the wall idea that I know the bills have been interested in him in the past. And um, I think the last part of it from a journalism perspective, I can't think of a better story than Rob Gronkowski, Western New York product, finishing his career to try to chase a Super Bowl in the cities from with the team that he cheered for all of those years before uh, he went to the Patriots. So Knox being out, Matt, how do you think this plays out? Do they can, cause they've been running the 12 personnel so much more than they did even last year. Um, which isn't saying much. I think they were last in 12 personnel last year, but it was something that early in the season, we saw him over half of the snaps running that 12 personnel. Is it, is it going to continue with Quentin Morris or do you find new ways now to get, to get Kincaid involved after he had his breakout game there in new England? I think to start, you lean into 11 personnel because they've been so good at it when they've, you know, historically, and um, they have run better out of 11, which is weird this year. I don't think the 12 is going away because they've spent so much time installing it. It's such a big part of their offense. But I think part of what they've been saying about simplicity in the offense is like maybe leaning into this a little bit more, maybe seeing a little bit more Deontay Hardy, 
I think it's criminal that he only had what eleven snaps last week. Like they got to figure that out. They they they're paying him five million dollars when he has been targeted. There's been some juice there. Like the guy, he doesn't ever go down off first contact. And this is something that I was told when the Bills signed him. I know he was out of football for a year, but that you know it's not just a run after catch because of the speed. He is physical for his size. I think the Bills could use some of that interjected or inject, injected into their offense. Um, I even suggested maybe bringing Davis's snap countdown. He's at 90 plus percent every single week. Why don't you get that down to like 65 for a week, get Hardy up to 50 to 55 and see what a couple looks like couple looks look like with Hardy and Diggs on the field, maybe with Sherfield in the slot and then uh, Dalton Kincaid in line and just see what, see what happens. I think they have to get a little bit more creative with the personnel packages but then asking some of these guys to just do what they do well. Matt, I see your future. You have a rare October weekend coming off. How much uh, or how long is your honeydew list here as a husband and as a dad? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty long. We gotta we gotta get the backyard done. We have to start. We're actually gonna probably be looking to move, um, not too far, but like in our neighborhood in the next year or so which means I'm sure you guys know this. I'm sure you're veterans of this game. We got to get our house ready for that over the next year. So a lot of stuff that I have not gotten to some attic work. um, It's going to be horrible. So (laughs) I don't know, but I will say like there's a trade or something this weekend. That's going to put a real, uh, you know, dent in, in our plans. Well, you're you're like us, Matt. We will all be kind of getting ready for what's ahead in the, the long winter months in western New York and, and getting that house ready for a big move and a big sale. Uh, what are you and, uh, and Ryan uh, scheming and plotting here on a short week leading up to Thursday? Yeah, we got a 1-4 here tonight. Shout is on a special Tuesday night here. It'll be our weekly episode. It'll be our preview episode all in one. And then, um, yeah, we'll have you covered at the site. Uh, I'll have some stuff up uh, from Josh and Diggs today on the site later today. And then uh, we'll be at the stadium. We'll see Gino on Thursday. Listen to him. Just listen to him. Thursday, you know, it's going to be late. You know, Ryan's got to work the next morning or whatever. You have to work the next morning. You want a a little cameo? You want a little cameo on (laughs) Thursday? I'm available if you need me. You're available? We probably won't be live till like 1. (laughs) How, like there are, you would think there are not a lot of people watching at one. I guarantee you, there are going to be a lot of Bills fans around the country watching at one. Push o'clock. that start to like one thirty, and let's <laughs> let's see how far Gino Man, I, I negotiate a start time. I find it crazy. By the time we get out of the stadium, these night games are like it's two a.m. and there are people still tailgating. Go home, everybody. What are you doing here? I feel like Ferris Bueller at the end of the movie. It's I I, I don't know. I've never seen people actually like going hard, hard at two in the morning, but like, you're right. Like there's people in their trailers, although with the new stadium and that trailer lot, not across the street, I don't see it as much, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an experience, man. That's, that's what it's all about. Appreciate the time as always, Matt, have a great night on a Thursday and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Same time. All right, boys. Take care. Thanks, you got Matt. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, the Shout Podcast, joining us in the sports bar and sharing the latest news, the latest headlines uh, from Orchard Park. Yeah, as uh, if you missed what he said midway, he thinks the Bucks are going to win this game. <gasps> yeah, if, if if you're panicked now, yeah. you lose to the Bucks and you're a four and four team. Now, now everybody's panicked. I'm not panicked right now. I'm not panicked. Yeah, 
But Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Okay, you get Denver. The Jets. Philadelphia, Kansas City. Mm. This idea that maybe the Bills are slow playing it, a little rope-a-dope action, I think it's an interesting theory. But it's a dangerous theory because, well, you you better start piling up some wins here. You can't really afford it anymore. Uh, Good stuff from Matt Perino there. Appreciate his time as he uh, joins us every Tuesday afternoon at 325 here in the Sports Bar. We're going to take a break, come back. We have some takes on tap next in the sports bar. I'll drink to that is on the way. Yeah, as uh, well, <laughs> the idea that could the Buffalo Bills get a big name to help their offense? I'm going to say I'm going to lower your expectations. I know that's not a take that will get you to tune in, but it, it's going to kind of redirect you on what the Bills could actually do coming up at the trade deadline. Also, danger. Do, do not play the Mets theme. Do not call me misfit Mets fan. <laughs> Don't be it. Well, I'm sorry. I heard you say I wanted to hear the Mets. Thing. No, I oh. said don't because this is not me as a Met fan or you as saying I'm a misfit Met fan. Why I am rooting against Philadelphia tonight. It's not because of my Met loyalties. I'm sorry. Okay, fair enough. Um, how about this with the NBA starting tonight? The team over at BetQL have done some number crunching over 10 thousand simulations for the entirety of the nba season and i've got a few future plays for you to check out courtesy of our friends from betql download the betql app to get access to all the tools you need to help win day in and day out during the nba season plus we're going to address sports ball people if you don't know who sports bar sports ball people are i will Lay it out. You will know. And you know these people. We're going to set them straight. We'll discuss that with I'll Drink to That on the way next here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country. And get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 